morning, I'm James Harvey. In local news, former disgraced city council member pastor Andre Spivey is sentenced to two years in federal penitentiary for accepting bribes from undercover agents posing as towing contractors. Spivey told the judge that the payments were only loans and that he was in fact working with the undercover agents who had bribed him. What the fuck, Red? What are you doing now? I'm doing the news. Oh, I see. You hit it big on the No BS News Hour. All of a sudden, you're the shit. You're on other people's boring-ass podcasts, and now you're doing the news from my anchor desk. Dude, you don't understand. It's hard for a brother like me to get recognized by these big social white media corporate types. So, you know, I figured I'd do it this way, be more acceptable, you know, more marketable. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I love you, but I know you're trying to get over it. Carry on. And now for the weather. The metro Detroit area can expect an Arctic snap across the region next week where temperatures are going to be dropping the freezing levels. So you might want to break out the hot chocolate and the marshmallows. <laughs> it's going to be cool, man. Cool. Oh, fuck this. Andre Spivey, you can burn in hell, you fucking sellout motherfucker. No bullshit. No bullshit. No bullshit. Well, let's just start breaking this. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Yo, everybody. What's the date? Hi, Karen. How's your foot? It hurts like hell. That's what you got to <laughs> stop kicking I'm ass. That's what you get. Nope. You can't do that. Then where would we be? <laughs> you look good. You don't even look like you're injured. That's always the plan. Don't show your pain. It's all good. I always look I, like I'm injured I, when I'm healthy. She's I'm, a thugging, I'm thugging it out, you guys. She's a karate <laughs> man. She bruises on the inside so it's not to show her weaknesses. And the phone in the limo is busted. She can't get in touch with her bitches. <laughs> Something like that. All right, look, let's pop to this real quick. The biggest stories in Michigan are going around the country and here in Michigan, you're hardly hearing about it. Flint and the racketeering charges that were being set up have disappeared. Joining us in the program is Jordan Cheriton from Status Quo. We co-wrote a story for The Guardian. We had to go to The Guardian because nobody here will take it. Number two, the nursing home count. It's off. It's wrong. Excuses, deflection, bullshit. We got 2,400 people that were never counted and were arguing over definitions, horseshit, joining me from the Mackinac Center for Public Policy and my good friend and lawyer, Steve DeLee. And then some. Man, don't talk over my shit. Man. We'll, <laughs> we'll fix that in post. We'll fix it. <laughs> Let's just start. It's over. a blooper reel. Oh, we're going to bring you the, the blooper reel of Red trying to be an anchor, man. 
at the end of the program. Inter interestingly enough, it's uh, three times as long as the intro. I've oh never my. seen a blooper reel that's three times as long oh as the actual material. God, this guy. No, he's, good, guy. he's great. Good old Red. Love the makeup. Okay, uh, but you know, just, just, just before we get into the meat of the program, the issues we're talking about, the poisoning of Flint, that is a matter of contemptible culture in this state, political corruption, and we get no answers. Let's put it where it's at. It's on the leadership. It's the very same with the nursing homes. Remember something, folks. And stay tuned. Listen, I'm going to give you the regular people version of three hours of testimony yesterday in front of a joint committee of the state Senate and House oversight committees about what happened there. I'm gonna give you really what it was, okay? But I demand more of reporters and journalists and media types. You gotta be on this. Man, yeah. Okay, you, okay, this is what I wanna say. I wanna point out a few differences between a reporter and a journalist. Okay. Okay? Number one, a journalist can type without looking. Okay, fancy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh -huh. Reporters do it with one finger and they're looking at it. <laughs> they're hunting back, uh, yeah. A reporter drinks in public with the public. A journalist drinks in private with the public officials. A mm. journalist rides the elevator. Mm. A reporter smokes in the stairwell. Now, of course, journalists and reporters are members of the same nuclear family, mm. the press. The difference between them and their strange cousin, the media guy, is this. While the press is still working at nine o'clock at night, the media guy is busy posting pictures of himself, his dogs, and his <laughs> socks. We need a little less of that uh, personal life on Twitter. Karen. Yes, Karen? <laughs> yes. I did that on the day that I posted a picture of exactly that. My sock, my talk, and my foot. I was like, is Charlie talking about me on the slide? There you go, media guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we got it all here. Okay, but first we will want you to know that the No BS News Hour is brought to you by Luke Nowacki. Luke Nowacki. Yeah. Let's get you in the mood here. Now we want to remind you that maybe you're not a big time city official who can travel with your entourage on the city's dime. Maybe you don't get to hire a pal of yours for a new PR position in the water department for $128,000 a year. I don't know why you need public relations in the water department while we're making commercials. Hey, if you want wanting running water, yeah. Call the P Detroit Water Department. It's a PR position. Get the fuck out of here. Ridiculous. Okay, if you're not tied into that, if you're not among the elite who are making your buddy's uh, pockets overflow with the taxpayer's money, you're going to have to look out for your own money. You know, the money you work for, you got to grow with. How do you do that? That's right. Luke Nowacki over there, Royal Alliance Associates at 248-663-4748. Grow your assets from annuities to individual retirement accounts to college savings. Make that call now. Your politicians, not to mention your children, are depending on you. That's Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. Yeah. Bada bing, man, huh? Mm-hmm. Right, Lamar said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hills, yeah. 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 Did you lose a screen over there, by the way? Did you see two things? <laughs> uh, I 
I just see me. Okay, good. That's, that's all I that's need. That's all to we see. all need to see. Yeah. That's all I need. You know, <laughs> just a little been, technical you issue. You know, I've been working out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get back into my pants. <laughs> what? You don't have pants on? No, no, none of them fit anymore. Oh. It's like 14, 14 pounds of cheap cabernet, bro. Welcome to my world. Oh, uh, is that a beer over there? <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody complain about getting in or out of their pants. Hey, it's very what? offensive to us. Uh Waistline challenge. Dude, this people. is no BS news. I'm not getting into that very offensive bullshit. I mean, no offense. <laughs> what? You didn't believe me? Where is everybody? My screens are dead. No, are you serious? Yeah, is everybody still on? Yeah, everyone's still. Oh, on. I, I don't need to see them as long as I can see me. <laughs> okay. All right. Now listen. Everything's fine. Here we're gonna go. Here now. Ready? Okay. The children who were poisoned in the Flint water scandal will receive the monetary equivalent of a used truck. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel trumpets this pittance as an historic settlement. What she does not tell you, and what me and our next guest, my pal, Jordan Cheriton from Status Quo, have reported in The Guardian, The Guardian, yeah, based nice. in London. Nice that I have to go there to find the story. Is that Nessel inherited a massive and sprawling racketeering case compiled by her predecessors. The politicians, the bond lawyers, the bankers, the contractors, the emergency managers, all of those who put the deadly deal together in the first place were being targeted with racketeering charges originally designed to take down the mafia. Now, in the end, Nestle has decided to let the perpetrators slither away. Madam, there is the chair. You are always invited to answer questions from those who know what they're talking about. Jordan, welcome in, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, Charlie. So how you want to go with this? You want to talk about what it is we found, or do you want to complain bitterly that no one's following up to even check the veracity of what we said? Uh, let's do both. Let's, do, uh, what let's found, do what we found. Yeah, in a nutshell, uh, we found that uh, the original Flint Water team, uh, before this attorney general that she fired, uh, they were, I don't know if you're, if we're on a football field, uh, on the 10 yard line of pressing, uh, a really, really aggressive, uh, racketeering case, uh, racketeering, like you said, has been used against organized crime, the mafia. Uh, this was over, uh, the KWA pipeline, which was the new water system that the broke city of Flint magically found $85 million to join. They were going after, like you said, state officials, uh, bond uh, people involved with the bond deal, uh, and potentially others over this fraudulent deal that gave Flint, which was broke, $85 million uh, to join this new water system. We all know what happened. While the KWA was being constructed, uh, they put the Flint, Flint on the Flint River, forgot to add the proper chemicals, and the rest is tragic history. Uh, we don't have answers for why uh, Nestle's predecessor, why they were gunning for this racketeering, but when Nestle assumed the case, fired that team, put in her own people, why they have not followed through on these charges. Uh, you and I also uh, report that they dropped separate financial fraud charges that had already been on the books against some of the emergency managers uh, appointed to run Flint. Uh, so all around, you have a scam financial deal. Uh, you have the people that put it together uh, were potentially going to face justice, but under the Nestle regime, they've gotten off scot-free. Now, let me do this. Nice synopsis. Now, now we'll give the regular people version. Those of you listening, try to follow along. Those of you watching, put up that picture 
of Flint and these developments. Okay, so for, put it up so I can see the motherfucker. This is important. It, <laughs> fix it. Okay. What you're seeing, ladies and gentlemen, and what you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, here's a, here's a map of Michigan. It's a map of Flint. There's a bl blue lines. That constitutes the Detroit water system. That's how Flint would get its water. It would either get it from shipped up from Detroit mm -hmm. and a left turn in Lapeer County into Flint, or it would come from Lake Huron, like Fort Gratiot, and go straight across. Okay? The red line above that is the new water system that Genesee County and Flint and the KWA wanted to make. The modem is the white box. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> All I know is the modem's the white box. Do not cut back to him. He could be pulling one of those... Um, <laughs> a, a tubin? Tubins. 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 We don't need to see that. Okay, the red yes, line. The red line is the new one. Or right, the, yeah. that Flint joined, but Flint didn't have any money. Flint was broke. It wasn't allowed to borrow emergency manager, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow they were able to come up with $100 million about, right, to join in on this pipeline. How'd they get the $100 million when you're not allowed to borrow? They created an emergency. What was the emergency? There was an old uh, sludge pit that hadn't been used in decades. Oh, yeah. That had tires in it yeah. and... Uh, television sets and refrigerators. You gotta clean it out. Yeah. Take a few few grand to do it. So they borrowed a hundred million dollars to do it. <laughs> What'd they do with a hundred million dollars? They joined that red line, right? The new thing. Now put that back up. Those of you listening can't see it. Let me explain. When you get to Flint, it's all Flint Flint on this map is in red. In the top of that red circle of Flint is a yellow box. The yellow box is that old water treatment plant y'all heard about. Hadn't been used in five, six decades. It needed 50 to $100 million just to work safely. Okay? They put maybe $2 million in. And then decided to connect it to the Flint River. We just, we just let people drink from the Flint River to the new thing's done. Nobody will ever notice. And it's important to say here, when you bring a new water treatment plant online, Federal law says you got to run it for a whole year before anybody drinks anything out of it. They waived it. Why? Well, what was the reasoning behind that? Uh, money, motherfucker. Always. Money. So now, is Jordan still with us? Because my, my shit's bad. Yeah. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. So what we got here is false pretenses on what the emergency was, why we needed to... to by all the money. And two, everybody involved in the deal was saying the plant was safe. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. They said the plant was safe. The problem was when they flipped the switch to switch to the Flint River, uh, that plant was basically a boat with, uh, you know, 20 holes in it. Uh, didn't even have enough of the equipment uh, in the plant to add the proper chemicals into the water. So they basically flipped the switch just on a wing and a prayer, uh, hoping that uh, the water could be distributed safely without putting in uh, enough of the money that was to go to upgrades. They also couldn't really spend the money, Charlie, to the upgrades because they had to start paying the bonds on the brand new water pipeline, uh, the KWA water pipeline. So they didn't have enough money, period, to pay both. That's why they left Detroit and they, they figured, let's use the Flint River for free. Uh, we won't add all the upgrades to the plant and just hope uh, that the water, th there won't be an issue. Obviously, there was an issue. And then they covered it up for 18 months as the residents of Flint 
were, you know, showing body rashes, hair loss, children, uh, you know, developing lifelong issues. They didn't. Uh, they told. Sorry. Yeah. They, two things. They didn't stop when they saw that. And that's what these these new charges and the old. It basically back when Bill Schuette was running this investigation and Todd Flood and Andy Arena were the lawyer investigators. And by the way, the chief investigator, Andy Arena, head of the Detroit FBI, head of the New York FBI, he used the RICO statute to take out the Gambino family. So he ain't no clown, this guy. Right? Okay. Yeah. So. Who provided the waiver? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold you. That's a okay. good one. But let me just make this point. Okay. Everybody that's on, is charged right now was basically two people. Snyder's charged with a misdemeanor and his right-hand man is charged. But everybody now charged was charged under shooty with what? To, uh, uh, involuntary manslaughter, etc. That's all charges for covering up the rashes and the legionnaires' deaths and all of that stuff. But nowhere... Nowhere are there any charges for the scumbags who put this deal together. That's what we're Absolutely. writing. Absolutely. Okay. So they, they're still running around, able to do well, their dirt again. It gets, it's even worse than there are no financial charges. It's there were financial charges. That's the thing. And the Michigan media, like most things, they fell asleep on this. But when Dana Nessel came in and she dropped charges against eight state and city officials, some of those charges she dropped were the financial charges. The, the money, uh, the emergency managers had been charged with false pretenses, conspiracy to commit false pretenses. Nessel comes in. She appoints uh, her prosecutors. They dropped these charges. They didn't give an explanation. The only explanation they gave was basically crapping on the previous investigation we have to drop these charges because they messed up somehow. But she dropped these financial charges. She recharged the same emergency managers uh, that she dropped the financial charges against. She recharges them last year. Gone are the financial charges. So doesn't the attorney general uh, uh, and her team owe an explanation to the residents of Flint? What happened to the money? Why would you stop following the money? How come this your predecessors? We're going after, uh, you know, racketeering is about as serious as it gets yep. uh, in financial crimes. Why were they gunning uh, for uh, bondholders? By the way, we haven't even gotten into Wall Street. J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo uh, funded these bonds. They issued the bonds. Uh, so how come they were going after it? But you say, Attorney General Nessel, the only comment we got for the story was we, we went after all viable charges. Hmm. Well, how come, how come your predecessors found it viable? You don't. Explain well, that. I get Karen, what's the question now? So who provide you said that, you know, it was required that it uh, run or operate for a year before anyone consumed from that new line or that new activation. Yeah. Who provided that waiver to to allow them to start doing so prior to a year? My understanding of it is the state environmental department. So this was under Snyder. Uh, they had a creative reading. <laughs> of federal environmental laws, because according to the lead and copper rule, which is the gold standard for water treatment. Here we go uh, with that again. Yeah. According to the lead and copper rule, not, not to go too into the weeds, you have to do two six month periods of testing. Uh, you have uh, uh, before you could distribute water. Secondly, uh, but, but they mangled that. They mangled that the state environmental department, whether intentionally or just incompetence, 
by saying, oh, no, no, you don't have to add the proper, you don't have to add corrosion control chemicals right away when you switch. You could just do testing uh, for two six-month periods. The thing is, testing for two six-month periods without distributing the water to people. <laughs> That's the actual law. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it. Oh, no, we'll just do testing uh, for two six-month periods a year while giving it to people. So they completely, uh, according to them, it was accident. We, we, missed, we misinterpreted the law. Uh, if, if people want to believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. Uh, but it was the it was the state environmental department to answer your question that that fucked the federal rules. Now I wanna I wanna I wanna tell Flint. Here's what I know. Oh, and we know, we know. Follow it because look, Jordan just told you something. By the way, the rest of the media. There's your clue. The false pretenses charges. The false pretenses charges against the emergency managers means you concocted a scheme to borrow the money. That's gone. That should give you a clue, and that's all I'm going to give you. That's the feet poking out from under the bed. Pull on the feet, and the corpse comes out. Sounds like obvious fraud. Well, you can't say obvious. This, so- I said it this sounds is a, like. This is court of law. Mm-hmm. But damn, we you know, remember, the very first program that I did, No BS News Hour. Todd Flood. Was Todd Flood, the special prosecutor. And at that time, candidate Nessel, she wasn't even the Democratic nominee yet, said she was going to drop all this, that Shooty was grandstanding, that Flood and Arena were padding their pockets without ever looking at anything. She's trying to get elected. Right? Goofball. Goofball. You worked on tow truck scams. You don't do it that way when you're elected. Yeah, you're goofball and you know you you got problems. This screwed up. But this seems like... So, So the point being, here's what I know, Flint. There were internal people making heavy decisions cooperating at the time. When candidate Nestle opened her big mouth, they decided to take their shot. Hey, whoa, wait, wait. We might be able to beat all this shit. So, bye. That's what it really is. Well, the other thing also, Charlie, is, you know, Attorney General Nestle, while she was a candidate, again, no access to any of the locked up evidence. All she had was what the public had. So she starts saying this is a politically charged show trial. Say that again. Wait, let me, let me. Uh, she saw nothing that you, the public, saw. She was just a candidate. Okay, go right. ahead. So she had no access to any of the, you know, evidence or the case or what they were even investigating at that time that wasn't already public. So she starts crapping on the investigation, calling it politically charged show trials. But here's the thing. I've reported it. Charlie uh, confirmed this himself. That investigation that she was calling a, a political show trial, they were, we already established they were going after the money. They were building a case against the governor for involuntary manslaughter. They, to be clear, they were not ready to charge the governor. If, ever, if, if, have, if, ever, if ever. Right. Our sources indicate they were not going after Snyder for a misdemeanor. They were going after involuntary manslaughter. So this uh, this uh, attorney general comes in. She claims it was amateur hour before, which is kind of <laughs> ridiculous because, again, the chief investigator had investigated the Gambino crime family. He had investigated 9-11. I mean, heavy duty shit. Uh, she says it's amateur hour. She's got to clean up their mess. But all we see in three years is a mess. I mean, look at what has happened other than I'll give uh, I'll give the team credit. They went after Snyder's right hand man with some serious charges. Uh, they went after Snyder's chief of staff with perjury. 
uh, the governor, a, a misdemeanor. The racketeering uh, case that was handed to them has died on the vine. Other financial charges dropped. And now you have, uh, I don't want to go too in the weeds, Charlie, but it seems like let they me, didn't even go through the evidence properly. Let me help you. There there's, might- there's a case uh, in the Supreme Court. Nassau decided to go to a judge, like a one-man grand jury, yeah. secretly give evidence, and the charges come. Now there's a case in the Supreme Court, separation of powers. How can you have the judiciary filing charges when that's what the executive branch is supposed to do? That's the attorney general. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got that. Okay, here's what I'm stumped on. Go on. This just seems like a very easy victory for her. And, you know, (laughs) what I mean by that politically, if she just even puts charges out there or investigates it instead of dropping it. So I can't wrap my head around to why. Like what is what what is the big thing is why would she just let this all go? What does she get out of it? She get like you said. I'm going to answer this. Is my guess, madam, you're welcome to sit here. That's what we'd like to know. This stuff's too hard. She's got no experience. You want to do a show trial? You end up dropping charges and come back with the very same ones, except the most serious financial stuff. Now it's all bottled up in the courts. Mark my words, folks. Just like the skyscraper, just like the nursing homes. I'm going to tell you. It's either going to be the spring or it's going to be the spring in two years. She lost this case. It's over. Because one other thing that she did, she re-subpoenaed records, okay, of like state employee types who are represented by her own office. So the people she's investigating, right, Yeah, are being covered being being uh, lawyered to, administered to by the attorney general's office. Get what I'm saying? So you're taking confidential stuff and there's not a third party to make sure that that's not privileged information. Yeah. Right? We, and we've talked about that before. We right? have. Mm-hmm. And so that's a that huge a issue. Yeah. It's a big, It's I think it's done. Now, let me, let me ask this. Well, yeah, if she can't use that evidence, it's done. <laughs> let me ask something because people want to know this. Jordan, if you don't mind. Where are your politics, dude? You a right-wing guy? You a left-wing guy? You a super conservative? You a progressive? What are you? I uh, consider myself progressive, but on this, it's not, it's not really a political story. The, 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 the color is green. The, Demo- the Republicans uh, fucked up. The Democrats have fucked up. Uh, to me, it's one corrupt cesspool. Uh, all of them are involved in this. Uh, frankly, yeah, Snyder was the governor, uh, but what has Whitmer done for Flynn? Uh, 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 Attorney General Nessel, she's a Democrat. What has she done? I mean, I've gone aggressively in my reporting. Uh, we've reported and broken story after story about Governor Snyder's role in this. He lied to the public, too. But to me, I mean, personally, I, I am a progressive. But on this, it has nothing to do with politics. At the end of the day, well, it does have something to do with politics. But at the end of the day, there have been people that committed crimes that are Republicans. There have been people that committed crimes that are Democrats. And it wasn't red or blue. It was green. At the end of the day, Boom. what we're talking about is at the end of the day, what we're talking about is complicated. But to, to Joe Sixpack, how does a broke city borrow eighty five million dollars to join a brand new water system? Because without that fraudulent deal, Charlie, I would argue you don't die. Flint's not, Flint's not using the Flint River because why would they use the Flint River if? They're not joining this new water system. Uh, bro, uh, and by the, the way, bro, this Joe, this Joe six pack thing is, it's tired out. You know why? This should cost, this should cost $12 before tax and the deposit. It's like Joe, you know, can I get a Lucy? Hold on a second. Mm. 
It's a nice Michigan uh, beer. Okay. So you guys heard that. But where does this leave the people of Flint, Charlie? That's the thing. I think, I mean, I think they know, know. I think they know, Karen. I know, but I'm this, I don't want it to be lost. I mean, as Jordan said, this isn't a political discussion. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. This is a human interest thing. This is, this is serious, you know, uh, I, I guess abandonment of obligation and responsibility and just basic human courtesy and concern. I mean, you've got a whole city that continues to suffer because of reckless decisions or lack thereof of a select few. This rat fuckery. Hey, I, it's rat fuckery. Yeah. Hey, can I just add to that? Because, you know, I, I think some journalists watch your show, Charlie. I mean, shame on the Michigan media, because where are the people left in Flint? Well, if the Detroit Free Press would cover it, if the Detroit News would cover it, if the Flint Journal would cover it, they would learn this narrative that has gone out. Oh, no, the water's fine now. It's just a trust issue. The residents don't trust it. I've been to Flint nearly 20 times. I was just there six months ago. You tell me residents are showing me I'm still getting rashes on my arm after I shower. Residents are telling me I'm still losing hair when I shower. Uh, residents are telling me uh, the water still smells. I'm not saying it's, it's bad water throughout the city, but this narrative that started under Snyder and has continued under Whitmer, oh, the testing data, which, by the way, I broke that they manipulated under Snyder. Oh, whoa, uh, data manipulated. Hey, Steve DeLee, manipulated data. Go ahead anyway. <laughs> the, water, the water itself, if you go to Flint and talk to residents, you'll quickly learn you can't really declare declaratively make that statement that the water is safe. We're talking eight years later. These res I talked to residents that are nearly going bankrupt trying to keep up with medical bills because their short term Medicaid expansion that they got for this is over. They don't have universal health care after they were poisoned. All right. Uh, I all right. All right. All right. Stop with your fucking anger. Stop it. My anger. My anger. Stop. Yes, your anger. I want you to. When we're done, close those blinds and just <laughs> let it out, dude. <laughs> Scream. Yeah. Just let it out. Here's what well, I want to say. that's the point. Here's what I want to say. That's the point. This was in The Guardian. Look it up. You can put my name in, Ladoff. You can put Jordan's name in, Charity, and put in Flint, Guardian. Get it. Okay? Two. Jordan's a big-time fucking reporter, big-time journalist who decided, kind of like us, we're tired of it. We're going to do it on our own. It's status quo, and if you got a buck, there's no such thing as a spare buck anymore, I know. But if you want him to keep going, he, he got to eat. He got to keep the water on. He got to keep those plants alive. Where, where can they go and donate, brother, if they so choose? Otherwise, just read that's enough. Do your pitch here. And I wholeheartedly agree with this. Status quo, C-O-U-P. Uh, status quo, C-O-U-P. We're on YouTube uh, where we talk about Flint and a lot of other stories your media is not covering, frankly, that they're covering up. So we're on YouTube. And if you can throw in a couple bucks, it's status quo.com slash join. I would have never broken this story uh, along with Charlie uh, if I didn't have the funding to keep going to Michigan to keep, keep on Flint. Uh, so check us out on YouTube. And check us out if you can, statusku.com. You might, might want to spell status coup. You know, I mean, <laughs> we're smart people, but it might be C-O-O. C-O-U-P. Status C-O-U-P. And, uh, and if you donate, then they'll send you updates. I donate it. And, you know, because I think oh, is a great guy. I love the content. Uh, and, and you get updates. So you don't have to search it out. They'll send you email updates and let you know when there's new content posted. So thank you for what you do, Jordan. Thank you. Checks in the mail.
Okay, listen, brother. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on. If you want to hang, hang. If you got to try to get your power back on. Yeah, I got to get my power back on. All right. Thank th you. Thanks for doing it, man. We'll talk with you. It's really good work. All right. It's a good yep, story. It is. The Guardian. Yeah, we have it's hours. A, it's insulting. And why does it have to come out from somewhere else? Exactly. Like he said, why isn't that taking place here? Because the Michigan media is in on the cover up. That's why. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, that's a that's a big charge. I, I'm not saying that, but I I support him saying whatever the fuck he wants yeah. to. I know. Trying to trying to you know shop the story around this this thing's bulletproof. The one of the biggest papers in Europe lawyered this baby. Oh, and by the way, I got some news. It ain't over. We got more. When I I, I promise you, Flint, when we started. That you're my brother and sister, and we have not forgotten about you. I know you set a homicide record. I know the last homicide of the year occurred before midnight, but wasn't registered till after midnight. That's a nice feature story. Don't want to set the record. Wow. Come on. And you know what the home values have done? They've actually gone up. Yeah. Well, they've gone up everywhere. You got the hedge funds and everything. You know, but if you, you know, speaking of homes. Oh, well, man, you got to take care of that pretty quick, right? Speaking of homes. Yeah. Yeah, we tell you every week I, about dating. I can sense a segue. Yeah. <laughs> you got right in the middle of it. We'll fix it in post. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what were you saying about homes? Uh, listen, I mean, you know, you, you might want to, I, I would get going here. I'm making a move if you're going to make a move. Yeah. Interest rates are going up. Fed's already announced it. You, you want to sell yours, look for a new, there, you know, all the stuff that comes around with the biggest investment of your life. It's David Hall. We keep talking about David Hall. Now, if you wonder what David looks like, what he sounds like. Never seen him before. Right? If he's wearing the pimp ring, he got an earring, what, what kind of tie the guy wears. Yeah, can you trust him? Anyway? I'd like to bring you what he sounds like. <laughs> Introducing, ladies and gentlemen, David Hall himself. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. Choosing between a 15 or 30 year mortgage can be difficult, which is why we offer the modern mortgage, a flexible term that's customized for you. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with us online at callhallfirst.com. Wow, I can trust that guy. The sharp dresser. I can trust that guy. It's the CEO, dude. I know. Like, call them up. They get it done quickly. They give you personal attention. They got 20,000 stars. Yeah. Right? Do it now. That's the, yeah, I, I would. Okay, should we, should, we, should we do one more? Yeah. For, uh, for our, one of our uh, sponsors? Yeah. Yeah. We got ADR or, or I think sausage time. Sausage time. Okay. Uh, uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, Karen. The show is always brought to you by American Coney Island at the corner of Michigan and Lafayette. The oh, <laughs> Mark's got. <laughs> look, go to my camera, Joe. He's got, just look at this guy. He's so happy. Uh, Coney got a rough ride on the way over. All right. Oh, yeah. Still delicious. Let's roll it. Or get the Coney kit. I don't know why I'm in the desert in my underpants. I don't know why these wolves are following me. But I need sausage. I look in my fridge. Oh my. What do I see? Sausage. You may run with a pack, but everything ain't meant to be said. Sausage. <laughs> No need to cross the desert. No need to cross eight miles. Who these wolves be? Get back, bitch. Sausage. Order a Coney kit directly to your door at AmericanConeyIsland.com. Hey. Mm -mm. 
<laughs> it's it's the it's the belly for me that's just you know a little much to look at. <laughs> that's a lot to look at. <laughs> and the behind scratch, you I'm, know. I'm hurt on his behalf. Okay, look. There's another big one going around the country, and yet it's all twisted up statewide and locally. It's the COVID nursing home and long-term care facility death count. There was an audit. The audit shows minimum 8,000, I'm rounding, okay, folks, 8,000 institutionalized, infirm, and elderly people died. The state is reporting 5,600, all of this as of July. So six, this doesn't even include the last six months, okay? So there was hearings yesterday. <laughs> and the Michigan health director testified yesterday, Thursday, that her office simply took the nursing home's word for it. The independent audit, however, found another 1,400 dead from facilities that the state was requiring to report, right? Yeah. She says the, the state's count is accurate because they simply took the word of the nursing homes, and that's what they said, so it's accurate. All right. So, Steve, should we play a little bit from the from the hearing, you think? Set it up for me, Steve. I think that's a great place to start. And what we heard yesterday was a lot of arguing about what's being counted and what isn't. But at the end of the day, the Auditor General's report was asked to do one simple thing. Take a look at these group homes of all types and tell us how many deaths from COVID can be associated with those types of homes. And I'm not sure we were left with any better answers. And I think your your clip will show some of the reasons that that's been so difficult. Okay. And the clip is, it's a joint committee hearing, right? Correct. Yes. This is House and Senate, Charlie. Which is, means it's serious. Yeah. I mean, this hearing went, went on for over three hours. I'd encourage everyone who has the time to watch it. It's very interesting. Um, but yes, it, it, this was not a small event. Okay. So why did an independent auditor in the States not auditing? Why did the auditor find that the death count was 42% higher than what the state is telling us? You know, the state used COVID data to limit your movement, to, ban you from buying seeds, from shutting the schools down. And you all know my position. COVID is real. But as it turns out, it's more real for the people in these institutions that remember the governor's decree. You will put the infected back into the homes in which they live. Huh? So how many? So here is Senator Ed McBroom. You know him from uh, the show. The show. Mm -hmm. Who remember he's a Republican and a conservative and a Trump guy who led the investigation to election fraud in the state in 2020 and found nothing, right? And he got battered by his own people. I find him to be an honest person. Here's him questioning Elizabeth Hertel, the director of Health and Human Services. Throughout your testimony that I was here for earlier and now these answers, I'm still having some confusion on how we can talk about the system needing improvements while also depending on self-reporting that the department's not auditing themselves. And I guess I want to know why isn't the department auditing the self-reporting? 
at this point, um, to audit the self-reporting, again, we're getting into confidentiality and privacy when we're talking about individual patient records. Um, at some point in the future, uh, it is the intention to go back through and try to do a one-to-one -one comparison of what's self-reported against our death records. Uh, at this point, we have not done that, uh, but as we continue to move through the response to this pandemic and close out some of the emergency response and do that sort of look back, uh, lessons learned, that is our intention. So as long as we're continuing to De completely depend on self-reporting and on self-reporting that's not being audited. Is it really, can, can, can you really contend so vehemently that the numbers are, are absolutely accurate and that the Auditor General's report is inaccurate? Yes, I can because I, I have faith in the facility's uh, intentions to follow the guidance required by them in order to receive the funding that they receive. So if at some point, for example, a skilled nursing facility undergoes uh, a CMS um, investigation or a survey, and it is found that they were intentionally hiding deaths, they will lose their CMS certification, which means that they are no longer able to take Medicare patients or Medicaid patients, which means they will no longer be able to operate in the state. Well, I, I understand that's true, but if they don't have to worry about an audit, and if you're comfortable with them self-reporting, I'm very concerned that the numbers that we're getting are not really being legitimized somehow in a, in a proper fashion that we can count on. I mean, and to put, and I, to put faith in all of these facilities that there is no reason for them to misreport when there's no teeth threatening them right now, it seems unwise at best. Steve? Yeah, a, a couple of points got hit on there, and I think it's important to discuss them. Um, there was some argument here about CMS requirements. First of all, CMS requirements only apply to nursing homes, not skilled nursing facilities, adult foster care, or other state no, licenses. No, no, let me stop you there. You misspoke. CMS rules, those are federal rules. That's the Center for Medicaid and Medicare, okay? There are specific facilities that fall under their rubric, okay? These are called skilled nursing facilities, nursing homes. We all call all of these homes nursing homes. Some of them fall under the state, right? In the federal ones as well. And Whitmer's orders directed that all of these things be counted. But, right, Steve, they're talking specifically about the federal skilled nursing facilities. That's correct, Charlie. Thank you for clarifying. For sure. Um, yes, yes. Skilled nursing homes are the only things that are, are subject to those kind of requirements. All of these other facilities, and keep in mind, this all came from Executive Order 202050. It covered more than just the small homes. It covered assisted living facilities, too. All of those facilities are subject to the state. So any reporting requirements that we have are coming from the department, which means if those, those decisions being made about who reports and who doesn't are the department's responsibility. And so essentially they made the choice to not count some of these facilities. 
And it's a lot of facilities and a lot of people that are represented by those that aren't being counted. Um, so what we're seeing is a lot of fighting back and forth about nursing home versus skilled nursing home versus what the feds require, what the state requires. At the end of the day, the auditor was asked one simple question. If there is a facility where it's a large number of our elderly are living together, how many COVID deaths can be tied to those facilities? And he answered that question and it was 42% higher than the state reported. And that could, and, and we can get into it further if you wanna talk about just the, the, the number of deaths the state missed in what they said they were counting. Um, but that's the, the overarching number. Let me do the, here was the argument, ready? The state required all these facilities. Whitmer required all the facilities. The health department decided, yeah, some of the facilities we're not going to count for privacy reasons, as if your death should remain private from the state itself. Okay. okay. That's about a thousand. Okay. That leaves 1,400 other ones. Dig this. That skilled nursing facility. I'm sorry to bore y'all, but this is what they fucking play up there. That federal nursing facility, the auditor found this. You died, that's your address. That address is a skilled nursing facility, okay? As of July, he found 5,200 deaths. Today, the state is reporting 4,200 deaths. So where's the other 1,000? Yeah. How do you dispute that? How in the fucking world do you dispute that? Number two. That's your your death certificate. That's your address. Some of them didn't even have an address. Okay, you take the name and you put them through a database. It's called the disease surveillance system. That's what the state used for me and you and the tracing and the outbreaks in the schools and the bar that's got to be closed. Sure. The state disputes that their own database is good for tracking a dead body, even though it's fine to track your kid. I don't get it, but here's the other part that the media doesn't get because they didn't do their work. When it came up on that state database of disease surveillance, they now took that and double-checked it with two other databases which show where your federal check goes. So Medicaid or Medicare is a federal and state check. Mm -hmm. It gets mailed to a facility. So they took the name and they plugged it into that to see. 85% of them came back is nursing homes. 15%, they didn't even bother because they're like, oh, uh, you know, like you, you stood at the plate, you swung and missed on 85 pitches, you can't hit. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't even check the other 15%. It was almost 100% accurate. They're, they're fucking trying to confuse you. Well, and I feel like they're doing that because they know they were wrong, right? I mean, anytime you see a battle of semantics and splitting hairs, it's usually because that person's wrong, which is kind of what I feel they're doing with the whole vernacular of nursing homes, right? Mm -hmm. You know, look over, it's a little bit of a shell mm -hmm. game. They really seem to get caught because they trusted these facilities. But like McBroom was saying there, if you don't ever penalize these facilities, then why would you trust them? And that not that where they fucked up? Steve? Well, I think there's a couple of things. One, yes, if nobody is watching and the penalties are nebulous and coming in the future, Why would they I think it's, that? I mean, how, how do you reach that conclusion? Um, that That's a major concern. I think that's what everybody asked for. Uh, and, and what I guess is most concerning to me is not in that clip, but other parts of the testimony. Uh, Director Hertel was directly questioned 
was this original policy wrong? Um, are you going to make changes going forward? Is the, is the, did you, do you admit fault, essentially, that something went wrong? And the answer to those questions were no. As long as the facility, as long as we feel the facility can house these individuals, we don't think that that policy was wrong then. We don't think it was wrong now. And that's the most concerning to me because our, our, the goal of, of revealing this has always been, let's make sure we can fix this. And it doesn't sound like the people who have the power to do that are interested in doing so. Let me give you the wow. Let me give you the headlines from the two major metropolitan newspapers. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, where you can't really find these stories today. Yeah. Right. We're fine. We're still seeing stories about the president of U of M and and Nestle's sending some bullshit document about fake electors. Right. Here, here are the headlines on this. Michigan Auditor General, quote, unfair to call nursing home death count and underreport. The other one. These are the same headlines, basically. Auditor, not fair to say state underreported COVID long-term care deaths. Okay. So the auditor says, no, we didn't put it in our report that they underreported. You know why he did that? Why? No because idea. he didn't want to look political. I'm doing sure. numbers. His job was to count. But, but, you know, I tried to listen to that hearing yesterday, Charlie, and I truly applaud the fact that you could listen and extract because I felt like I was watching an episode of Charlie Brown and his teacher. <laughs> Wow, wow. I mean, seriously, it was driving me crazy because it's a play on words. It's a shuffling of numbers. Uh, it's an abandonment of a responsibility. And at the end of the day, as I say oftentimes, what does that leave the people who are supposed to be cared for? I mean, what what changes? Well, that's Steve. That's you're from the question. Mackinac Center for Public Policy. What's the public policy, Steve? I mean, I, I, I suppose the public policy is to make sure that we start auditing these numbers, that we start changing our reporting. And that we make sure that we study whether any commingling created more deaths. We don't have that data right now. Um, but if we had a cooper cooperative government, we could end up in a scenario where maybe we can get it, analyze it and say, OK, we now know that the problem is this big. We know we shouldn't have done that. We can't change it now, but we can change it moving forward. But we and never, all we I saw yesterday was pushback. But remember early on, Charlie, when you interviewed people that actually worked in these facilities, I mean, just before there was any real, you know, COVID compliance from anywhere, they were doing things that just didn't make sense. People that were that that had the virus, they knew that they were sick, regardless of what they were ill with. They were allowing them to co-mingle. There was no distinction or separation. There were no protocols in place. Just crazy stuff that, you know, if you were trying to protect anybody from anything that somebody else had, they weren't practicing that at any level. Well, that's true. And, you know, I mean, I'm my mind's just racing. Like, And then there were words put in place. There were protocols demanded. And then when you really got to look at it, it wasn't there, right? There wasn't, it was a plastic sheet. We had the kitchen porter come on. We didn't have anything. I'd walk into the COVID thing, then I'd walk into the, it was bullshit. The numbers tell you it's bullshit. Nobody but the state, not even the press, is disputing the number, right? Yeah. But how you arrived at, ooh, look, man, the numbers, the numbers probably higher because what the auditor general said was, you know, assisted living, you know, there's nursing homes that has a definition. Mm -hmm. They all have a definition. Assisted living was in the executive order. Since the state itself doesn't have a list of assisted living facilities, they didn't even buy, they couldn't check.
So what the governor decreed, what New York left out, assisted living, right? Cuomo left it out. If you look today, no, New York's got it added in. It's bullshit. It was required by law that was signed when you suspended the Constitution to keep these people safe. Now it turns out, I'm so, I'm not I'm not buying it. Well, I know. We know, and the nature of politics, they're never going to admit. Any politician never admits. That. Admit it. They they never admit they make a mistake. Which, but we all know. We all know. I mean, the proof is there. So, and like you guys have said, what do we do going forward? And you have mentioned plenty That's of times how to spend the money to fix a lot of these places. But I'd love to know, can they go back to these self-reporting places that they, you know, trusted so much because if they break their rules, they'll have licensing problems. Can they go back and look at that and say, but would they though, Mark, when they don't, they don't, there's no oversight of these facilities. Let me do this. Let me do That's correct. Start the clip again. Just fuck it. Listen, Great, you arrived at the question, which is why it's three hours of bullshit. Yeah, you're right. No one could play it again. Throughout your testimony, listen what she says earlier, and now these answers, I'm still having some confusion on how we can talk about the system needing improvements while also depending on self reporting yeah. that the department's not auditing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to know, why isn't the department auditing the self-reporting? We all thought you were. At this point, um, to audit the self-reporting, again, we're getting into confidentiality and privacy when we're talking about individual patient records. You're dead. There's no Um, privacy. At some point in the future, uh, it is the intention to go back through and try to do a one-to-one comparison. Sometime in the future, it is the intention. Sometime in the future, (laughs) I intend it is the intention. Charlie, let me say this, if I may. None of this should be new to anybody. We have long known that whether it's assisted living facilities, nursing homes, uh, adult foster, whatever you want to call them, there is an entity where they are supposed to be inspected. For their licensing, there's a process that has not been followed for decades. So why are we one surprised and why are we expecting something different now? Everybody that's sitting up there asking like, oh, this is something new. Why didn't we know? Do they ever sit back and say, hey, you know, pull a report on nursing homes. Let me see, you know, how are they inspected? Do they ever just randomly get up and go look at one? I mean, they all act like all these things are new. What are you doing? And don't forget. And we're working on it. Oh, I got a lot here, including, you know, under the Freedom of Information, questions reporters were asking that seem to have been dropped. Oh, that's interesting. Keep your eye on this. It's a big one. Hmm. Now, a judge has said, whoa, they took a long look at foster care for children, told to fix stuff. It got fucking worse. That's under this department, too. We'll be on that. Y'all ask me to do family court and everything. I can't do everything, <laughs> but I know. Steve, where, where does it go from here, dude? We're still arguing on a number. So what, what gets done? Um, it's, it's an uphill battle at this point. Um, there are things that, you, that are within the control of the public, and there are things that aren't. So more information, more Freedom of Information Act requests, more analysis of data, that can be done still by the public. But in terms of making meaningful change that would enable us to 
change these policies. I don't know that that's a solution that the general public can enact. I think that's a legislative solution or something for the department. And based on yesterday, I it looks to me like it's got to be some kind of legislative solution. You know, and it, look, I mean, what you read in the news reports is nobody said any laws were broken. Shut the fuck up with that. We the people, people doing their jobs. Well, yeah, we thought that we the people thought you were doing the jobs. You said, trust me, science and data. That's what you said. Now we know. Uh, I I have faith in their intention. Turns out it's wrong. And the, what happened to everything at TCF? What happened to all that stuff? That's coming. Like, oh, put oh, I'm, breaking news. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, put it on. Can I hear it? Stay with me here. Phone call coming in. Hello. This is a prepaid debit call from... Wait for it. An inmate at the Michigan Department of Correction, Muskegon Correctional Facility. If you feel you're being victimized or extorted by this no. prisoner... Please contact GTL customer service at 855-466-2832. To accept this call, press zero. To refuse this call is from a correction facility and is subject to monitoring and recording. Uh oh. Thank you for using GTL. We're recording it too. Hello? Hello. Who's this? This is Phil. Phil, what's going on? It's Charlie. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Uh, dude, I'm, I'm flummoxed. This guy called me yesterday out of the blue, Muskegon State Penn. And I'm like, hey, who the fuck are you? Who are you, Phil? <laughs> who am I? Uh, I'm just a guy from Oakland County doing time in prison. How much time, Phil? Uh, let's just say all day right now. <laughs> and how many days? A lot of them. Over 10,000 served. I mean, I've been in prison 20 years, so you do the math. Uh, what'd you do? Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Oh, uh, yeah, we are. Oh, no, we're not, Charlie. Nice try, buddy. I oh, called to give oh, you the COVID report from okay. Muskegon Prison. Okay, this well, a, well first of all, look, it's no bullshit news. And, you know, I mean, I mean, what were you convicted for? I didn't say you did it. We, we're not, we, next okay. question. Next okay. question. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, buddy. I appreciate it, though. Uh, how'd you get my number? Uh, a friend from Clarkston said you were doing a lot of good things in podcasting, news, journalistic information, and I just wanted to be a... Uh, collaborator see if you needed anything okay um can you get podcasts in prison we do not sir we do not hmm. what was for lunch today dude tacos it's funny you asked that i was going to tell you anyway taco bell <laughs> taco, taco bell? fucking bell oh. well in in here we call it taco smell because it's not the real thing you that's what we call it out of here <laughs> okay that's, well, a, that's, a, that's abuse that's abuse <laughs> hey. taco bell's awesome yeah i might go to prison <laughs> for some taco bell just so you know, I skipped lunch to talk to you, so we're good to go. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Okay, so it was Taco Bell. No, you're good. Was it Taco Bell, like Taco Bell, Taco Bell? No, it's just some, oh. two shells, some meat, some stinky beans, and a, and a sprinkle of cheese. Now, if the guy going through the line don't like you, you just get a little cheese. But if, you're the, if you know a guy, you get a lot of cheese. That's how it works in prison. Well, you've been there 20 years, motherfucker. You must be some of kind of player. <laughs> What can I do for you today, Charlie? I'm I don't know. You called me, podcast. motherfucker. Okay, listen. Uh, what? What? Give me the COVID report from what we were at the Muskegon State Pen. Yeah. So the COVID report is: we tested Wednesday. We got 120 new cases from this little Omicron bullshit, which is like marginally more than the than a you know a brief cough and head cold from everything I'm gathering. Statewide, mm -hmm. we've got 150 prisoners that have died in the last two years. God rest their soul. Uh, look. 
this stuff affects everybody differently. We're, we're certainly empathetic to people that are immune compromised and all that. But we also see the bullshit that's going on in the major media on both sides of the aisle. And it's like, how long is this bullshit going to keep going on? Because it's a shit show at every level, state government. We got an email from the director today saying there's 3,800 active cases statewide, but we're not on the list. So we know the 120 that reported Wednesday aren't even being included in that list. According to them, 27,000 have recovered. I'm sorry, 25,344 have recovered. Look at this guy. Yeah, I've got numbers because I like to deal in facts. You know, there's so much uh, it's like a reporter. innuendo and bullshit. Because he got nothing else to do. Right. Right. Listen. Okay, fact. That's, that's, that's kind of deep. So, yeah. so what happens when you get COVID in the pen? So here's what they're doing at this facility. They have one unit that's designated as a kind of like COVID. So if you test and you get tested positive, they shoot you over to this other unit. So you basically you pack your shit and go to a... Go to the leper colony, basically. They don't do shit for you, and that's the whole scam of the whole thing is because the shit's already in here. It's everywhere, right? So mm-hmm. you can't socially distance. The masks don't work. So just cut the bullshit, you know? So let me ask you, up- let me yeah, ask you this then. So they, they put you in the COVID ward. Now, all of a sudden, you got the Aryan Brotherhood with the Black Disciples, with the uh, MA. How's that? Nobody wants to go to the COVID ward, do they? I mean, basically, it just disrupts your life in a way that's inconvenient and unnecessary. Oh, I'm sorry, mister. I did 20 years. I mean, I'm sorry. You got to do, you know, disrupts your life and fucked up your Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) No, what I'm getting at is that it's already everywhere. It's in the air we breathe. These masks are largely superficial, and that's just what I'm trying to convey. Um, There's nothing wrong with being safe and obviously extremely clean, but these cells are so small you just you know there's no cure for this stuff and you just gotta suck it up you know what i mean are you scared not at all okay listen let me do this when was the last time you were scared in prison (sighs) i mean 20 years yeah come on now there's there's been a couple choice moments where i've been outnumbered by significant numbers where i've had to suck it up and just focus you know with gut determination or letting the a certain individual know that, uh, you know, if he wants to roll out, he's going to get hell. But generally, uh, you earn your respect the first five to ten years you come in, and that's pretty much five a typecast. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, five to ten, you know, wow. blink of an eye. <laughs> Jeez, this sounds like the longest yard. The <laughs> longest yard. <laughs> Karen, Karen movie, knows the way. rough and tumble street. It is a, it no, is a great movie. Yeah, it yeah it's a great movie. Okay, listen, no, dude, look, listen, uh, dude. What can I do for you, Charlie? You called me. I know. I just, I just want to make sure you're all right. Man. You're moving the show along. The guy's a fucking director. In He's there. checking in on you. Okay, look. Years. Number one, we know the Morton's listening. They're recording this shit. Two, That's fine. you probably only got 10, 15 minutes here. So I do. I do. Do you have a short story, a poem, and any kind of art, any anything you might have done the last 20 years that you want to share with the audience? Uh, look, not today. Maybe another time. Okay, okay. Uh, but 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 look, I'll keep that open. You know, okay. I play a little music here and there. Oh, but I just want you. I didn't know if you guys were entertainment uh, news. I didn't know what you guys were doing on the podcast, or if there's something relevant on today's topic. Well, what, you, no, you you can't hear the rest of the show, but it fits in good, dude. That was that was. Okay. I wasn't expecting a COVID report. That's kind of deep. Because we we were talking about nursing home deaths. We were talking about the Flint water poisoning. You call in. It, it fits in neatly. We will check your facts and figures, and you will now be the jailhouse correspondent officially 
for the No Bullshit News yeah. Hour. Yeah, this is Charlie LaDuff's Prison News Network reporting from Cell Block 5 of Muskegon Correctional Facility. My brother. Okay, man. All and, right. And, Sounds pretty gangster. And, and give me a call. <laughs> give me a call. I got I, <laughs> pretty gangs this guy's a total fucking pack of wood you hear this voice this this guy this guy could be doing the weather on the local news (laughs) oh uh breaking news breaking news well hold on 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 wait a minute listen now don't jump ready hold on roll it mark i gotta start it over okay here we go breaking news breaking news for all you fantasy football buffs, Derrick Henry will be starting. Make sure he's in your lineup. Now, how did you know that before a lot of other people? Listen, we That's got why he's in jail. Sources in here. I got Schefter on my JPay. He sends me <laughs> updates all the time. We're real close. We did a lot of uh, beer pong at U of M when I used to go down there on the weekend. <laughs> all right, fair point. It I won't tell you about all the other stuff he did in college. <laughs> you want to know how sweet Karen is? She's like, live from jail. This is prison, Karen. <laughs> yeah, 20 years. It's prison. All right, Phil, man. Thanks for calling in, brother. Good luck. And don't Charlie. drop don't drop the soap. <laughs> Unless you're in it. Bro. Okay, my man. Bye-bye. All right, we'll talk to That was pretty good, Charlie. I mean, when people feel comfortable enough and trust you enough, you know, they, they want to get the truth out. There are people that want the truth to be known. It's just unfortunate that the people that we pay for the truth don't want to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Steve, uh, do you think the Mackinac Center can look into COVID in the Muskegon State Prison? I mean, in the interest of transparency, I think we need to look into COVID everywhere. <laughs> I'll tell you what we do. That was a good Mackinac policy answer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, I'm going to send you a ski mask and a chocolate bar shaped as a revolver wrapped in aluminum foil. <laughs> I want you to go to the liquor store, pick me up a six pack. We'll get you into Muskegon the hard way. And then you can do an in-depth analysis. I think that's beyond the scope of our legal representation, Charlie. Unfortunately, I can't do that one for you. Jailhouse fucking lawyer, my man. Okay, last thing here is... Best lawyer ever. I'm thinking this is what we can do. Tell me what you think about getting the processes correct. Getting the count, getting the the um, IT correct with the state, right? What, where's the solution here? They need someone. Right? You know what they should do? It's called ADR. Yeah. That's the only option. The processes are messed up. This is exactly what they do. They deal with the government. They work with the government. They can be a go-between, they, the, the, the fix-all, right? Whether it's the jailhouse and you need a legitimate COVID facility, you need that to be built. You're having problems with the state. Uh, Department of Corrections, or you just have an apartment house, right? Or you got a complaint. You need a crosswalk. You're a police unit, and you need you need shot spotter. You need cameras. Everything under one roof. That's Barry Allen Tuck at 248-318-9424. Honest, ethical, discreet. Barry Allen Tuck at ADR Associates. That's who you call, 248-318-9424. What do you think of that, Steve? Thought it was great, Charlie. Well done. Okay. So that's not the Mackinac Center. That's just Steve.
<laughs> in his creepy yeah, apartment. You, you, did a, you did a great ad read, Charlie. <laughs> Steve, you know what would make your life better? Some fucking art on those walls. <laughs> Wherever Steve is, there's never anything on the right, walls. He's in the COVID unit. <laughs> he's in the hub. I'm working on a better backdrop. I'll show you next time. <laughs> oh, my God. Go want... into the yard. Do you have a dog? Yes, Just a cat. cat. Where's your pussy? Show me your pussy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Charlie. What? <laughs> No. He's locked in the garage, Charlie. Oh my God! Breaking news! Breaking news! Oh, he's got a blanket. He's got a blanket. He doesn't have thumbs to pull the blanket up. It's cold. Mackinac Polly said her chief of transparency abuses animals. Oh, don't say that. No, it's okay. We'll cut that out. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Charlie, Charlie, you got to let me go after 20 minutes so I can let him back in. Oh. Man, you might end up in Able Muskegon State Penitentiary, <laughs> motherfucker. All right. Hey, I love you, man. Uh, great work. Excellent. We're on it. Um, you're not mad at me, are you, for the cat joke? No, you're fine, Charlie. Wasn't too it's much? Right. Wasn't too much? Tell him, <laughs> yes, it was, so. Steve. Right. And then he'll change. Say, yes, Charlie, it was too much. Tell him. Well, I have the most spoiled cat in the world, I assure you. He's well taken care of. <laughs> That's what oh. they all say, man. Till you find <laughs> out he was catting around. Hmm? I love you, dude. Good work. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Bye, Charlie. Steve. You have a good one. Bye, Steve. Bye, everybody. It's good work, man. You guys did good work on that. Steve's yeah. a nice guy. I like him. I am so intimate with the guy now. Uh, what? Hmm? Well, really, wait really. a minute, Charlie. No, no, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. It's okay. To be honest, I mean, we're not here to pull tricks. We're not, we're not political. This is very heavy, and this is hundreds of hours of legal work, of, of reading documents, of crunching numbers, because we don't want to go out there and blow something up that's not there. We don't want to over-represent or under-represent stuff. You know what I mean? Watchdogs. Yeah. And look, if these numbers came out properly, we would have said, that's wonderful. We're glad that these centers are honestly reporting their numbers. I'm still not saying they're dishonestly reporting their numbers, but we now know we can find out. Yep. And it's not good enough that sometime in the future, the intention is you were making decisions in real time. I'm sorry about that. That costs so much. And I trusted you. That's the thing. I trusted you that it was better than this. And it wasn't. We now know that. And not to mention. How's your foot, Karen? Not too much. It hurts, but it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm tough. Remember, I'm from the east side, That's and it. my father was from the Middle East, and so I'm tough. I got it. Let's go. Keep it's, going. Uh, back to the 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 numbers. It's interesting to me that Hertel gets called to the carpet when the previous guy made a lot of decisions. And as you mentioned before, where is he today? Oh, <laughs> where is where is he today? Because it, it's kind of like Flynn. It's like fall, you know, failing upwards, right? Okay. Well, we got any video of the guy? We do have video. Of okay, him. hold on a second. Here is the chief boob, <laughs> chief boob of the health bureaucracy that suppressed, undercounted, misrepresented, whatever the death count of thousands of elderly people in Michigan's nursing homes and long-term care facilities. Let's roll some tape. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, as Congressman Kildee did, about trust. Um, this the the state government and and my department. Uh, lost the trust of the people of Flint, and for good reason. It all ties together. Water, nursing homes, because yeah. Flint got hit hard, Detroit got hit hardest, 
man, be careful of these bullshit. And he understands why we don't trust him. Yeah. Okay. His name's Robert Gordon. You might remember him. He was fired last year by Governor Gretchen Whitmer as the director of the State Department of Health and Human Services. The euphemism was, I asked for his resignation. And then Whitmer quietly paid the cat $155,000 to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, an NDA. The political euphemism is the non-disclosure agreement. That's our in, money. In government, in government, which is supposed to be publicly uh, accessible and transparent. And that's from the former shadow mayor of Detroit, Karen Dumas, right? She knows exactly what she's talking Did you guys ever give out NDAs, Karen, in your time in government? No. No, ever. No, nor should you. We are accountable to the people who pay us, who are the taxpayers. We have a right and obligation to disclose anything and everything that their money touches or is responsible for. An NDA should be unheard of and unacceptable. You're so old fashioned. I know. <laughs> nice flower. That's so classy. Nice flowers back there. I love the vase. Yeah, you know, this guy and his wife sent them to me, Charlie something or other. Yeah, so thanks. My thanks to you and your beautiful wife for this. And it's an amazing pot. Very, very high-end kind of very elegant. I love it. Thank none, you. I love you guys. too good for so you. you know, I love you too. And, you know, all those weeks I, I, I joke about I got you flowers, actually. Got you some flowers. Yes, you did. And I appreciate it. Okay. Thank my you. wife actually got you the flowers, but she asked me for your address, which I have memorized. <laughs> so it's, it's a team. It's a team. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this Gordon boob. Guess what he's doing for work now? You might wonder. Guess what he's doing? Wait for it. Wait for it. Incredibly, he's awaiting confirmation as Assistant Secretary of the United States Department of Health and Human Services. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Fell up. Yeah. Now, we at the No Bullshit News Hour, let's let's have a group meeting, editorial board. What do we want? What do we say the Senate should do here? What, what's, your, what's your vote? Uh, no. No, Karen? No what, confirmation. What, what's your thought? Yeah, they, no way. I mean, that's also the problem, Charlie, because people who have proven themselves inept or incompetent are allowed to transfer to other positions, higher positions. Nobody says anything. They repeat that ill behavior. And again, nothing changes. So no. Hey, I'm inept. I make a lot of mistakes. Can I get a, can I get a raise here? We got a job for you at the water department. Oh, homie. okay, great. Okay. All right, look, water. Well, wait, they only want PR. Maybe I'll go after that one. <laughs> it's unanimous. Wait, a um, mannequin. Mannequin. This is for real. I want you to speak. What's your vote? Should they confirm him or, or fucking kick him to the curb? Uh, kick him to the curb. He speaketh. A voice upon high. Wait, 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 was he calling from the state pen? <laughs> <laughs> was that Phil again? Okay, <laughs> it's, it's unanimous. The editorial board of the New York Times <laughs> bullshit <laughs> hour. <laughs> We say no, an emphatic no, no Gordon, no fucking way. All right, we have very much more to do. We're not going to do it because I'm exhausted, right, Karen? And I'm in pain. And she's in pain. <laughs> and she's fanning herself. I didn't want to go there. That's okay. <laughs> okay, we want to tell you we love you. Politics don't mean a thing to us. You mean everything to us. We got a lot. We couldn't even get to it. Enjoy the grooves and hang out at the end. 
for the outtakes of <laughs> Red's, uh, what do you call that shit? His audition tape. And pay attention to his makeup. <laughs> well, well, they did. <laughs> he puts it on as well as anyone else. Exactly, anyone else on TV news. All right. Be good to each other. Bye. See you guys. Tonight, disgraced former city council member and Pastor Andre Spivey. Uh, I fucked up the last. And dude, you gotta yeah, look. I got to look. I got to look. Just yeah. generally, you know what I mean? Right. In tonight's local news, disgraced. Oh, I'm James. Good evening. I'm James Hardy. In local news. In the federal penitentiary for accepting bribes and the undercut. I oh, said cut. I'm sorry. Take four, three, two, one. <laughs> Good evening and local <laughs> Good evening. I'm James Harvey in local news. Disgraced former city councilman Pastor Andre Spivey sentenced to two years in the federal penitentiary. Right? Okay, I'm running through it. Okay. Don't be nervous. Just do it and don't use your voice. Hi, I'm James Harvey in local news. My voice here. <clears throat> Hi, good evening. I'm James Harvey. And in local news, okay. The anchor man didn't go, hi. Good evening. Yes, good evening. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck are you doing, Red? I'm doing the news. Hey, yo, yo. There. Okay, well, he told me to look up where you were standing. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing now, Red? I'm doing the news. Okay, three, two, one. What the fuck? Okay, three, okay, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Okay, okay, three, two, one. For undercover agents who said they bribed him, who had bribed him, I'm sorry. Hey, I gotta read through it a couple times, my bad, my bad. Oh, this for one, like, one minute. Yeah. I'm going, you hear, whoa, 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 when you go like this. See what I'm saying? Okay. Former city council president. Ah, damn, I fucked Dude, it all up. Okay, okay. Disgrace. I did. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Minister Spivey. Oh. Good evening. I. Oh. Oh, what was that? I'm at the bottom. I tell you, that's what I felt. Okay. Hey, by the way. It's going to be a cold snap right. across the metro region. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like the weather. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, okay. Like All right. It's 
gonna be cool, man. The hot marshmallows. The cocoa and hot marshmallows. <laughs> that sounds interesting. All right. And now in the weather, and Minister Andre Spivey, you can burn in hell with your sellout ass. It's Spivey! Burn in hell, motherfucker! Sell out, motherfucker! Oh, sell out, motherfucker, my man. This time, I know, but he's practicing. Oh, okay. It's Spivey! It's burn in hell, motherfucker! <laughs> and Minister Spivey, you can burn in hell, you sell out, motherfucker! And that was the tape. Nice. And that was the tape. Thank you. And that was the tape. <laughs>